Bits, the Utah Royals FC show, episode 81. I have Lucas here with me. Hey, Lucas. Hello. How's it going, Cindy? It is going. I feel like the season ended and life is just different, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It feels like it's been so long since we've had any uh, Utah Royal games in our life. I also can't believe we're in episode 81. Hearing you say that is like kind of shocking. I know. It's kind of kind of cool at the same time because you're like, we made it. We're 81 years old. <laughs> Episodes, which means we're wiser and cooler. and We know a lot about podcasting by now. Absolutely. <laughs> so the, speaking of reaching 81, the last time uh, you heard anything from us was episode 80, a big one. Richo interviewed Ariel Ship, who was acquired off the re-entry wire earlier this month. If you haven't, give it a listen. Listen. <laughs> Listened. Um, listen. It's on Podbean, iTunes, pretty much wherever there's a podcast these days, but Super cool. Did you listen to it? I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I thought um, she was super articulate and just very thoughtful. It was it was kind of fun hearing that she was she is like considered going into law school because I'm like, oh, she seems like very sharp. Like that makes sense. Um, my favorite part was when Virtue asked her she'd vacation anywhere. In my mind, like I was thinking. Having just been to Barcelona, I'm like, the only right answer is Barcelona. And then she said Barcelona. And I was like, yes. Well, there you go. So, yeah, it was a fun listen. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was it was kind of fun for somebody just to get out there and be like, hey, this is who I am. Um, and she seemed super excited to be playing for Utah. And I hope she, you know, Laura, Laura Harvey can use her because you sure do need some help up front. <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed anyway yeah give it a listen it's it's really cool uh to hear from a player and she's super nice from you know just the podcast because i know her so well obviously um <laughs> all right so really not nothing huge on the utah royals fc front um but we're going to start off here with some around the league news. There's actually been a lot happening since the last time there was an episode. And I think it was, gosh, I want to say a month ago that we even, yeah, episode 79. So that was like a month ago, November 6th. So a lot has kind of happened in the last few weeks. So first one, first and foremost, is the league last week announced that the 2020 NWSL draft will take place in Baltimore on January 6th. And Laura Harvey does a pretty good job at the draft, I think, of drafting. She tends to do her homework, gets the picks she need. You know, just think back to Michelle Maimone last year, um, who really kind of made an impact at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah, Michelle did really well, especially considering that Harvey – also loves to give away or like to trade away her draft picks um, and to get a player like Michelle Maimon, who was able to, to contribute in a meaningful way, I think speaks to yeah Laura's preparation and her ability to, to read what players are going to be an asset to a team. Yeah, 
for sure. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what two picks she's preparing for this upcoming year because Utah only has two picks and they come late. They have zero picks in round one and round two. And I was trying to remember, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe it has to do with the whole Kristen Press trade. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, you know, hey, Press is here. So because of that, Utah will not draft into, until the third with the 22nd. I'm sorry. Will not draft into the third round with the 22nd pick and then the fourth round with the 31st pick. So two picks. That's all Utah gets. So we shall see what's what's out there. I haven't done much, much re- research on what collegiate players are out there right now. Registration is open for those players to register. So um, the league will actually announce who is eligible for, who you know, registered and is eligible to be uh, ready for draft day. So it's cool to see. I don't know how much you follow the draft, but um, I think as the league gets bigger, probably the draft will be get better too. I mean, last year, it was Andy Sullivan who was picked number one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I honestly don't follow the draft too closely, just because I don't really have any time for the college game. And so, you know, if there are players from um, University of Utah or BYU, like usually I'll recognize those names. But but beyond that, you know, it's really not something I'm able to invest a lot in. And it's one of those things of, you know, you think the early draft picks are going to be probably the most valuable players but also you kind of have to trust the coaching staff that they're going to get it right and that who they get you know is kind of you know a little bit of a surprise if they're going to work out or not yeah and everybody there's so much happening in preseason with with invites and it's pretty much a fresh start at the preseason because you know there's there's just so many roster limits so yeah. It, it'll be good. All right. And then the other thing that kind of happened that was kind of a big deal last week, I think, was Sky Blue FC is moving to Red Bull Arena, which is uh, a huge move. The club played there twice last season. I think they were probably testing the waters. And they got some, they got a good crowd in comparison to where they used to play at Rutgers University, which I've never been to, but I, I have heard it is not an ideal place for a women's professional soccer team. So this is a huge move for not only for the league, but for the team. I mean, last year we were talking about all the craziness happening with that team and, and, you know, yeah. they're making big strides. I mean, yeah, this time a year ago, the talk was, will sky blue survive? Um, I mean, they were in a very dark spot, it seemed like. Um, you know, at the last draft, players were choosing to, like, go to Europe or not play professional soccer because they didn't want to play for Sky Blue. And within that time, they've shown, like, okay, they're going to start investing money in their their front office and their uh, facilities and equipment. And now to be at Red Bull Arena um, – like, I think that's that's really fantastic. It sounds like they won't have 
like a ton of access to the stadium. Like they won't be practicing there or anything like that. Um, but still to have, to be in an MLS stadium that's, you know, by all accounts, I've never been there, but I've heard it's a very good stadium, um, a soccer specific stadium and one that, you know, can draw that New York, New Jersey market is, is massive for that team. For sure. And yeah, like you said, and it's, it's easier to get there. The access, there's a subway right off. I've actually uh, been there twice once as a fan and then another as, uh, as a photographer. And it really is a cool arena. Hmm. Um, what was that for that, a U.S. women's uh, national team game? Yeah, it was She Believes Cup 2017. Okay. Which also tends to be in, like, the beginning of March, so it's also, like, super freezing, uh-huh. um, which is not fun. But, yeah, super cool atmosphere. The stadium is awesome. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a stadium you would see in Europe, just because I feel like every other stadium, at least with MLS, is, is kind of is small, but it seems like it's a lot more open in certain areas where this one is a lot more enclosed. Do you know what I mean? Huh? I don't know. Um, I'm looking at photos and <laughs> yeah, I like, this looks like a really cool stadium. It's funny. I've watched a bunch yeah. of games there. I've just never really paid that much attention to the stadium itself. <laughs> and now I have a craving yeah. for some delicious Red Bull. <laughs> Ew. I don't say uh, ew. It is, it is not delicious. They are one of our customers <laughs> at my job, and we always have Red Bull in the office. And, you know, sometimes when you need that pick-me-up, it's a great option. Um, Yeah, that is a really – like, <laughs> I liked that, unlike Rio Tinto, where, you know, two of the corners are kind of wide open, it's all enclosed. Like, that looks like a really fun stadium. Like, it – I feel like this is the second time I've referenced I've been in Europe, so I'm just going to say I went to Europe for work for two weeks. I did cool stuff. I'm not trying to brag, but it was a recent and a unique experience I had, so I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I apologize if that's braggy. I don't mean to be, but it kind of reminds me of like Everton Stadium, Goodison Park, where it's sort of all enclosed, like looks pretty tight on top of itself, like, you know, the cool uh, – like cover so you don't get too much weather like that looks like a great set setup for for sky blue and that's mm-hmm. exciting they've i feel like those players really needed a win and they've kind of gotten several in the last year mm-hmm. yeah i think i think it was needed either sky blue fc made a move into a new stadium or some kind of partnership where red bull bought them or they would have to move i think out of they had to move regardless i think i don't think they could have continued being an nwsl team in rutgers at rutgers university yeah. so yeah good job good job sky Blues. well speaking of moves should we talk about the washington spirit because what they're doing seems very strange to me uh do you want to explain it yeah, so uh, they're actually going to split their time between three fields next season. I believe it is – how many home games? Twelve, if the schedule remains the same. 
So it help me with my math here. Four twelve divided by four three is four a, four. a stadium, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Um I was an I was an English major. No, no worries. By the way. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, they're gonna split their time between Audi Field, which they actually filled last season and averaged uh 15,088 for attendance in three games. So that's, that's pretty solid. good. And that's obviously where DC, yeah, it's pretty solid. But that's where DC United plays. Uh, I've heard some really cool things about that stadium. It's actually on my list to go visit. Um, and then Sagra Field, which is in Virginia. I've never heard of it. But I'm Oh, you don't know Sagra Field? Area. I'm just kidding. I've, I'd never heard of it either. No. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me some cool history about nope, it that you knew. No history here. Psych. Sorry. Wow. Never mind. Hmm. Anyway, Sagra Field in Virginia. Cool. And then the Maryland Soccer Plex, which is, has been their home since uh, 2013, since the first mm-hmm. season. So. It, it is kind of strange that they're doing this, but at the same time, I think it may even allow for a fan base to build a little bit. So I was wondering about that. And what, do you what think? I did this afternoon was I mapped all three. And one, just as an interesting fact, uh, Audi Field holds 20,000. Maryland Soccer Plex holds 4,000. And, you know, that's where they've been playing. And Sagra Field holds 5,000. So it is an interesting, you know, like 4,000 is pretty small, but I mapped all three and, you know, it's like 85 miles if you're trying to like hit all three. Like it's a wide area that's covered. Um, Like I wonder if, does that help the fan base or does that hurt it? Like if I'm a diehard supporter, like I, you know, you could probably manage getting to all three places, even if you didn't live in either one of those um, towns. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're a casual supporter, is it like, is, does that help? You know, like, oh, we'll go to games when they're here um, and like, you know, buy their merch and watch on TV, TV when they're, you know, if I live in um, Maryland, like, am I? Am I just watching on TV when they play in Virginia or DC? Hmm. I also wonder how many professional soccer teams have played in two different states and a and a non-state. It can't hmm. be many. A non-state? How, how dare you disrespect the? It's not a state. My dad is from like fifteen minutes. <laughs> they from still the matter. District. <laughs> They're not a state, but they still have a form of representation in the U.S. government. <laughs> kind of. Um, they're not a state. No, they're not they're a, a district. State. I knew it's that. It's a capital city. Oh. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, I think... And I think eventually the goal is probably to f- move full-time to Audi Field. It makes sense. That's where they're drawing yeah. the crowds. Um, maybe this just is just a way to, you know, start small and then eventually make that 
ultimate move, kind of like uh, Sky Blue FC did. So, yeah, yeah, I, I hope they do that because that is where everyone's moving to towards these bigger stadiums, and um, which I think if you want a girly game, you kind of have to make it attractive. And playing at little fields is just not that great anymore. So, like, totally you know? agree. I think. Yeah, really, if you want to grow the game, like, that's kind of where you want to be. Um, I don't want to see the NWSL just all play in MLS stadiums, because even at Rio Tinto, like, it's kind of, it seems to be, it's Real Salt Lake Stadium first, and then the Royals also play there. And you can see that in, in the seats that say Real Salt Lake. It's not like the other side of the field says Utah Royals. Um, but at the same time, like the league has grown, the league is in a better place, but you know, you kind of don't want them to lose that thing that made the league special and different from MLS or USL. Oh, we have to talk USL yeah. too. I can see that. Do Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. We'll add it to the end. Um, so let's continue with these news here. Sam Kerr signed with Chelsea, um, which grows yeah. because Chelsea. I can say that because this is Tottenham an exclusively fan. Tottenham Hotspur um, FC supporting podcast at the moment, mm, and we want to keep it that way. It is, and that's how it's going to stay. <laughs> so Megan, yeah. we don't care about Liverpool, Virtue. Crystal oh, Palace cute. isn't even relevant. Are they going to get relegated? Cute little team. <laughs> cute. <laughs> okay, so while we're while we're talking, okay. Anyway, Chelsea. Uh, if you have not downloaded uh, the FA Player, it is this app called the FA Player, and you can watch all the the um like all the women's teams in England play. It's super super simple. Like you have to create an account but it's free and the quality is really good. Um, it's one of those things wow. of this is not going to stay free forever because it's such good content. Like, you know, it's like paying for ESPN plus mm -hmm. or something. Um, but yeah, I, mm -hmm. you know, when I was in um, like traveling a few weeks ago, I wanted to watch the uh, Tottenham Hotspur women play the Arsenal women. And I was able to do that um, on this app and it was really good quality. So highly recommend. Hmm. There you go. So if you want to watch Sam Kerr score 100 goals in the FA next year, Lucas has just given you the great tip for access for that. Um, but Sam Kerr, I, I'm happy for her. I think she's a phenomenal player, and this will let you know, allow her to become a bigger name, I think, in Australia. And in the U.S., she's very well known. But I feel like in Europe, she's just a name. Like, people have not seen her. But kind of sad to see such a really – she's really good and really fun to mm -hmm. watch. So I'm really – you know, I'm torn. I'm excited for her. She's a phenomenal player who deserves to play in a bigger stage and, you know, become this global name. But at the same time, super bummed because I loved watching her in the NWSL. Yeah, I think – I think it it is sad to not watch her because I'm not going to watch um, um, 
the WSL nearly as closely as I watch uh, the NWSL. Um, and so for me, you know, that means less watching one of the best strikers in the world. Um, and it, I, I do think it reflects kind of poorly on the NWSL that kind of like MLS, it just feels like a very control, tightly controlled salaries and all that to where, yeah, you can have an MLS DPs or in um, uh, NWSL, you can have national team players and their salary doesn't really affect your total salary cap. But if the NWSL wants to remain one of the best leagues in the world, like it's going to have to grow. And this, to me, Kerr going to England, which players have gone to England before, players have gone to Europe before, so this is not the end of the world. But it does feel like a sign of, yeah, the, she outgrew the NWSL because she didn't fit you know, a Canadian mm-hmm. national team or U.S. women's national team uh, profile. And, you know, the, the her, her team was not able to pay what she was worth. And that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, and I think the whole, you know, allocation money in the NWSO came a little, a little bit mm-hmm. too late, I think. Um, but, I think, I think whether Chicago won or lost the NWSL championship, she was going to Europe. It's been rumored for a couple of years, so the fact that it happened, yep, it happened, and yeah. Hmm. All right. Another big news: Rain FC actually today, Rain FC is in negotiations to sell its majority stake of the team to Olymp. I'm gonna mess this up. Olympic Lyonnais, which is Lyon, you say Lyon, Lyon, <laughs> Lyon, yeah, um, which is actually probably the best team in women's, you know, in the world. They have all the big European names. They have won trophies since the two thousand six two thousand seven se- season, including uh, their league, the women's league, and then the UEFA, UEFA, EFA, whatever, however you say it. <laughs> Ch- UEFA. I, I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to make it. You're doing great. Myself. Your pronunciations um, on those first two are much better than thanks. I would have done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal because. Yeah. I don't know what to make of this. It's like kind yeah, of bizarre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like. No, because they've been talking about Barcelona yeah. for not no to you, not to, you know what I mean. Barcelona has been rumored to come to the NWSL and they haven't, and then all of a sudden this big French team is like, mm, bon I'm joy. sure that's how they said it. Sacre bleu. Um, well, I think the issue with Barcelona was something to do with merchandising because they, I think, have Nike which was what the league has now, but they want to retain it and retain like they can do what they want. Whereas I think it's a league wide Mm. deal with Nike now. And um, that scares Mm -hmm. Barcelona because they, I think have to keep all their stuff under, you know, uh, in under one roof. Um, Mm. But with Leon, like they're not surely they're not rebranding like Rena Cita like 
Rain Leon FC or something. Like, it seems kind of an ownership thing. Maybe like you would see with you know Red Bull or um, City Football Group, um, Mm -hmm. which could be really good. Uh, I wonder if that has any implications on player movement between leagues, um, because Leon season does not run congruent with the NWL season, so we could potentially see some loans back and forth that would be really seamless from from their perspective and then players can develop well i mean i know alex morgan when she went to leon said she wanted to improve her game and that's why she went over there and um it seemed to have a positive impact on her game and so if you you're a rain fc player like that would be exciting It's big and it's, it's, it not only shows, I, I think it's significant for obviously a couple of reasons. One, it's a big name. Um, and two, you will, there will be that player movement between probably the clubs. Um, if somebody wants, you know, a big name wants to come to the U.S., hey, and they're playing for that team, it'll be just probably easier to manu- to make that player movement and um and not only that leon knows how to mm-hmm. run a very successful women's team in europe so it's significant and it's it's i think it would definitely not only boost the league but rain fc has is kind of already a big name and you know this may even help with their whole coaching situation too because they lost Vladko Adonovsky to the U.S. Women's National Team. So you might see a big European name coaching Reign FC next season. Um, Wait, are you saying Laura Harvey to Reign FC? Yeah. Laura Harvey to Leon 2021 season? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that, that is, that was, that's TMZ material, man. Come on. That's what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. I That tweet, obviously there was a joke behind it but it got so much attention that i'm like well i'm glad you like ridiculousness for one um and then there was somebody else who was like how dare you joke (laughs) wait which one was that the the tmc the show account or the one you did today no the show account oh yeah i know i was getting dms about that tweet (laughs) i mean it was just one dm but i wanted to sound cool like i was getting a bunch wow you made it sound like you had a hundred well, cool. I'm glad your mom DM'd you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think my mom had any idea how to DM anything. Neither does mine. She Although sometimes she listens to the show. So, hi, mom. Uh, hi, mom. Hi, hi, moms. <laughs> <laughs> Not my mom. Hi, Lucas's mom, um, if you're listening. All right. Anyway, so where is the Sacramento expansion team? So the hopefully, last reported- Hopefully Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We'd really need to get like one of those because we have so many good jokes that we think are funny. We can just add uh, sound effects in post. Oh, okay. Cool. If either of us knew how to do that. Maybe I should just have like a little on your phone and then every time someone says something funny, you just can just hit the button. And then Perfect. Anyway. Teaser for sure so, 81 or 82. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 
So the last reported use for this Sacramento team was by the equalizers Jeff Kasuf. I'm sorry if I misspelled, mis said your name. So according to him, there's still a 2020 entry expected, uh, but it just needs to be finalized. So probably a lot has to do with legal side of things, which who knows how they deal with all that. Uh, so really, it's a matter of time now. And it looks to be a partnership between Sacramento Republic, which is the USL club in Sacramento, and the California Storm, which is the Sacramento women's premier soccer team. So I know people are like waiting, we're waiting, but it looks to be a thing. And I'm sure it'll get announced like at the NWSL draft. You think they would wait that long? Like, who knows? It's the NWSL. I mean, it was about this time two years ago, right, that they announced the Royals? <clears throat> yeah, about. It was more towards the beginning of the, of the month. Okay. But, I mean, you're still in preseason. Um, technically, there's about a month and a half of, you know, off-season-ish before the draft. So yeah. there's still plenty of time. So. And I guess if... <clears throat> If Sacramento knows it's a done deal and they can start putting – like talking to people, putting players into place, like getting those things lined up, it's less of a big deal for than it was like the Royals where it was like a matter of weeks between, hey, this could – this is an idea to this is an official team within the league. Mm -hmm. But it still feels so last minute. Like if you know why – it's kind of crazy to not announce sooner. Exactly. And even with the whole NWSL draft announced or college draft announced last week, I mean, there's still 19. So. Yep. That's what we got. So I think it's going to be a matter of time. It's probably going to catch us off guard. Probably like the news from today, as all things tend to catch us off guard. And if you're a soccer fan, yeah. Yeah. All right, Lucas, do you want to talk about Louisville? Well, yeah, just uh, Louisville is getting a, is, you know, pretty widely rumored to be getting an NWSL team. Is that official? Uh, yes. Or is that? No, it's official. Okay, it is official. 2021 is when they're entering the league. You're right. And that's part of the weirdness of Sacramento of we have an official 2021 team. In an unofficial 2020 team. Mm. But that aside, the name of the team is Proof Louisville FC. And to me, that seems like a terrible name. Mm. Uh, it's just, it just seems goofy. It feels very, I don't know, like a baseball name, mm. in my opinion. Mm. Uh, what's wrong with Cindy, what are your thoughts well, on the name? What's wrong with baseball, man? Oh, it's uh, so many things. One, it's incredibly boring. <gasps> Two, it's got goofy names. <laughs> uh, need I go on? Mm, it's long. It's a long season. Oh, so long. Uh, but, um, so what do I think? I think it's edgy and, and, and new and... Edgy? Yeah. Edgy. Hmm. Like proof fc because obviously it's 
I don't know. I I just think it's different from like, you know, Louisville United or FC United or I mean Utah Royals FC. <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean that's valid, but you know. Uh I don't know. I was gonna say Utah or Royals is kind of unique, but then I remember there's a lawsuit because their name isn't unique enough. <laughs> no, it's not. The logo is really cool. Uh, it is a great logo. It's a great logo. But yeah, I don't know. It might take some some getting used to, obviously. But you know, Sky Blue FC is a weird name. Um, Orlando Pride is a weird name. Yeah. I mean, I think it, to me, it feels very similar to, you know, MLS 15 years ago of you couldn't just be, I was going to say you couldn't just be DC United, but that is their long time name. <laughs> like you couldn't just be like Los Angeles football club. You had to be the LA galaxy. Mm. Um, and so it's like, you had to have like, the, the city name and the mascot. And I guess I just don't really love that. Um, mm. And so like pride Royals spirit, etc., mm. all feels a little bit goofy to me mm-hmm. and where like proof. Like, I, I guess like, I know it's a reference to bourbon, but it's also like, what does that mean? Mm. It seems strange. Mm. And it's also proof Louisville, Louisville. Mm-hmm. Rather than like Louisville proof, mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's controversial. You're either gonna like it or you're gonna hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, what's gonna happen is everyone's gonna think it's kind of weird, and then everyone gets used to it, and it only gets brought up when Louisville beats your team and people are salty. <laughs> well, you have a dumb name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do. All right, so I know all these... that because I support Real Salt Lake, and whenever RSL beats a team, that always comes up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. But yeah. you... so speaking of USL towns, mm. um, I, I guess this, it came out that a that USL is exploring doing a parallel. Division one women's team in the United States. Hmm. So apparently it works sort of similar um, either in US soccer or FIFA rules of for a while in the United States, we had two division two um, like FIFA sanctioned division two men's leagues in the USL and um, NASL and then the NASL folded and USL had been league division three, but had moved up to division two. And there was one season where they were both division two and it was very weird. And then, uh, NASL folded. And it seems like USL has a lot of ambition, wants to grow, wants to be, definitely be a contender with MLS in a lot of ways. And now it seems like they think, Hey, women's soccer is doing well. Like let's get in on that. And I don't love it. Cindy, what do you think about there being two D1 women's leagues in the U.S.? It's 
I think at this point, you either try to build the current league, you know, or obviously you hope for its demise, which is what USL is hoping for. Um, if you're looking to compete against it. And I think the strange thing is USL has done this before and it failed miserably. So I guess try again <laughs> is probably the motto here, but it seems ridiculous. It's just a lot of men with money who want to do a venture that will not will probably end up hurting women's soccer more than actually help it. So at this point, you know, build into the current system, the NWSL, which is not perfect, but, you know, it, it needs to grow and expand. And it's it seems ridiculous. And it's actually just really annoying. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, I want a piece of, 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 of all the fun that's going on, but they won't let us in, so, ah. I'm guessing someone's just really salty and is acting like a, I don't know. I was going to say a third grader, but I think a third grader is smarter than that. Yeah. And it raises questions for, there are, you know, several towns that have USL teams on the men's side and have NWSL teams on the women's side, like North Carolina, like soon to be Louisville and um, Sacramento. I'm sure I'm forgetting others. And it seems like that's been a model that works really well. So what happens to those NWSL teams when, you know, there's USL possibilities? Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. I think it's a conspiracy. I think US soccer is behind this and they just want to see the NWSL go down because they're about to lose control of it. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I mean, you might not be wrong on that. <laughs> Shade, U.S. If we can't trust the you. good people at U.S. Soccer, who can we trust? <laughs> no one. Yeah. Words to live by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. Anyway, good catch. Good good thinking about that. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. And if it happens, I will eat a sock. Um, wow. Low bar. Just kidding. Low bar. <laughs> JK, LOL. All right. So, cool, cool. We talked about all these news around the league. What about Utah Royals FC news? Lucas, what do you got? Oh, so much happening. And by that, ah. I mean the W League is in its second week. Um, so, Utah Royals have three players. Um Mallory Weber is with Adelaide United. Abby Smith, or Abigail, as apparently her first name actually is, is with Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, and Katie Stengel, Stengel is with uh, uh, Canterbury United. Um, and yeah, they have all started all three, all, um, all well, both games. Um so that's fun to see. I, I haven't watched full games, but I've seen highlights of each of their games. And so I, if you'll indulge me, would love to just do a quick rundown how each are doing. Please go ahead, Seth. Okay. So first and foremost, um, Western Sydney is in second level and six points with um, Sydney FC. 
So it seems like the Sydney teams are really uh, coming out early and dominating. Um, and that's the team with uh, Abby Smith. And what's really exciting is the one goal she has conceded um, was a penalty. She's playing really well. Like she came up with some big saves. Um, there was one of the games where the common commentator was just so impressed with her and right on, like, it's really fun to watch her play again. She's still a good keeper. Um, and yeah, like I think in my mind of all the, all the Royals players that could go, um, to the W league this off season, she's the one that makes the most sense. Um, you know, she played the majority of the games for Utah Royals in 2018, played no minutes in 2019. And so to go into 2020 with a season uh, in the W League under her, her belt, I think is going to be really incredible for her um, for her growth and her progress. And if she's going to contend for that number one spot, she has a number one shirt. Um, I think this was a really smart move on her part. Um, uh Weber's looked really good. She she was on the team of the week um, this past week, which is which was great to see. Oh, and yeah, Smith was on team of the week the first week. So Utah Royals players are coming up big um, in the team of the week. Um, yeah, in the opening weekend we saw um, uh, Smith's uh, team. Yeah, Smith's team uh, beat uh, Weber's team two to one. Weber had a really good chance. Uh, just didn't quite come off for her. Um, but I think she's playing well. Um, but Stengel is actually, she has a goal already, which is fantastic for her. Um, you know, she's playing kind of the typical Katie Stengel uh, way. Like, you know, she's she's in good positions. She's not the fastest player, but on her goal, it was very much a second ball. And, um you know, a bit of a poacher's goal, but she was at the in the right place at the right time, and she does really well to slot it past the keeper. Um, so yeah, I think all three of the the Royals players uh, down under are doing doing quite well. Um, Katrina Gore is playing too, along. I think she's in the same team as uh, Weber. She got in team of the week, and um, yeah, it looks like she's doing well and. As a former Utah Royals player, it's kind of fun to see what she's up to. Yeah. Wow. So invested you are in this league. Good job. I, I'm not, you know, watching the games live, which I know Virtue has done a handful <laughs> of times, and that is impressive. It's very impressive. Because they're on what, like 3 a.m., 2 a.m.? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Late. Yeah. Late. And I... I hope to hopefully one day when I wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Just kidding. I actually am. I go to bed super early. So <laughs> it's hard for me to get up, but <laughs> um, which my bedtime is coming up anyway. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm excited for Abby Smith to kind of you know elevate her game a little mm-hmm. bit. I would love to have a chat with her and just with this season being on the bench and being the backup keeper, give to her. And she loves, I mean, if anything, she probably took it really well because she is a big fan of Barnhart um, and probably saw it as an opportunity to learn. So um, it'll be cool to 
to eventually just get her thoughts and, you know, perspective on the season. But I think this will be good for her, like I said. So, and from what and she's looked good, I think I think she's been a phenomenal keeper. I've always been a Smith fan. I think she's she's solid and is the future. But, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be good. There's something that Barnhart probably edged her on this year. So. All mm. right. So with that. That is all we got for Utah Royals FC News. Um, really, nothing much happening. On it's been very cr- yeah. quiet on the the Royals front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we shall see. Maybe Sacramento coming into the league, and, excuse me, whenever they decide to, will um, throw a wrench in our plans. But we do have player profiles coming up on our Subsoap Box starting next week, where we cap every single, where we recap every single player's performances in the 2019 season. Stay tuned for that. Um, all right, should we move on to Twitter questions? Let's do it. Yeah. So we sent this out late because somebody forgot. Um, <laughs> so Marcus. Ask, what improvements, changes do we see from the Tacoma sale today? It's too late to see an expansion team for 2020. Any thoughts for a uh, supporters group tagline for 2020? Can't wait to see the new kit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think those are all great questions from Marcus. Uh, if, if you don't know Marcus, he's a he's a really good dude. I always try to say hi to him at games. Yeah. Um, but for the first question, it's it feels too soon to tell like what improvements or changes would we see from that sale. Hopefully, we would see more investment in the team and the players. Um, but I, you know, it's really hard to to know what that you know ownership group is willing to do outside of Europe. Um, they've done so well with Leon. Hopefully. Hopefully that sale means bringing in of a of a good coach. Um, that would be my first guess because, get, you know, it's we're getting well into the off season and they still don't have a coach. And this could be a reason why, as they've been in discussions with this ownership group, they might have said, "Hey, we have a coach in mind, but we want to finalize this sale. Can you please hold off on appointing anyone?" Mm-hmm. And then I think it would be probably a bit incremental, like. Maybe first year we will see, you know, a coach, some some players, and then maybe a little bit more ambitious in the second year of ownership if that goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked a little bit earlier about, yeah, how it will. It would just make the league a lot more relevant to not only – I think PAWSO is probably the most competitive league. Um so, like I said, having a big club like Lyon invest into it will hopefully, you know, get people's attentions, not only in the U.S., but abroad from players. Um, so that's one improvement I see. Uh, we don't think it's too late, as we talked about Sacramento. We think it's really just a matter of time right now as they get 
the legal aspect of that sorted out. And then, I don't know, supporter group's tagline for 2020? Hmm. Lucas, you're creative. I've been trying to... I've been trying to think of something witty, uh, and I got nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing. Maybe that's the tagline. Mm. No, no, that's me. We will think of it, Marcus. I will add it to my list. Um, <laughs> and then the new kit. I agree. I can't wait. I wonder if it'll be royal gold. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I do really like their home kits. Uh, I feel like that whole, like, it's amazing that they came up with that so quickly because I think it looks so sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I love the gold. I want to keep gold. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. All right. And Lissa Talks Sports says, what should the team focus on during the draft? The attack, the midfield presence, defense, or goalkeeping? goalkeeping and then marcus made an interesting point he replied with who might be left in the third and fourth round i think those are all valid questions i think we've talked a lot about just the attack and the midfield presence just the midfield can feel stagnant as the offense can just i think you need a speedy forward to kind of help press a little bit and right route up there i don't think mm-hmm. stengel is that solution as Laura tried this past season. So I think my focus would be the attack. Yeah, I I just don't really put a lot of hope into our third or fourth round pick to be a meaningful solution. Mm. Um, to me, it feels like those are depth spots like it's it's amazing you you got a michelle maimon mm-hmm. who was a very serviceable outside back mm-hmm. um last year but i think i ide- not ideally but yeah if you're if you're that low in the list of of when you get your pick um you're kind of just stocking for for depth mm-hmm. now if if flora can identify someone and they can make a contribution to the attack or the midfield, that would be incredible. But uh, I feel skeptical that that will actually happen. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Um, But again, uh, wasn't Michelle Mimone and everybody else? Maddie, Nolf? I forget. Was it Raisa? I'm probably saying it wrong, but they were late picks. Risa, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. they were late picks, and, and I don't know. that's true. You know, don't count the Utes out, Lucas. I mean, I think well, my favorite rookie wasn't even a draft pick, so it was Gabby Vincent. Yeah, yeah, and she, you know, just was a trialist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and crushed it. And crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, did we want to touch on U.S. Women's National Team? They had a couple games since the last podcast. They got a new head coach, a few minor things like that. Yeah, sure. So the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, it was 
there was there was actually a lot of praise for what Vladko did. There was you could tell the players were excited. Uh, they played differently. The formation made sense. It was kind of like what a coach who actually knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so salty against Ellis. Oh, Ellis! I hope to have a chat of tea with her one day. Um, <laughs> oh, spot on. <laughs> Yeah, they two friendlies. Uh, Becky mm-hmm. Sabrin played press, actually, I think, with Alex Morgan um, out building her family. Is I think she's going to shine under Vladko because I think press is super underrated and was super underrated under Ellis. Yeah, I was wondering your thoughts on that because it does feel like with Morgan you know, out with probably most of the year with pregnancy. What does that do to press's status within US the US squad? And my thought is like there's no one ahead of her. She's she's the right age. She's obviously super talented. Um and yeah, like Alex Morgan is an incredible forward, but so is Kristen Press and this is kind of feels like her, you know, mm-hmm. another opportunity. She obviously is a regular part of the team, but right. to really step up and be, you know, the go-to player. For sure. And I think she will be that starter. Um, and she does really good out on the wings. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think press will impress, wouldn't you say? I, You know, I, I would say that. And have in the past. Um, yeah, I mean, in those two games, she got two goals and assists. I mean, she played very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of them, she came in came in at the half and still got a goal. Yeah, yeah. Were you were you surprised that Lynn Williams went to the W League? And like, do you think that that helps or hurts her chances? You know, at making the Olympic squad next summer. I think that helps. Emily okay. Sonnet went down, I think, last year. And, I mean, she made the national team. So, yeah, I think I think, it'll, I think also Lynn Williams was one of those players that super talented. Um, and Alice just did not know how to fit her into her system. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm excited. She's fun to watch. She is fun to watch. And I'm just excited for – Vladko, he's going to be a coach that, you know, is going to give people's give people chances based on performances, not so much on because they're a big name. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Lloyd um, probably will get her final go at the Olympics, but you know, who knows? And actually, we shall see what happens with that. Curly Lloyd, twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's she's like she's like gonna keep going, and we're all just gonna be like, I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I okay. So I was wondering too. There's been a lot made of um, Don Scott, who I, I believe was like the fitness oh, yeah. train coach. Yep. For you at the U.S. Women's National Team, that you know that she is now going to. England um people seem really concerned about that Mm -hmm. 
do you think that's worth being reading into or is that just you know a job change for a very capable and talented um performance coach yeah she's just been credited so much with um helping and keeping the u.s team i mean i think the u.s team is that's that's definitely a strength is they're the fittest team they're not only the best team in the world but they're the fittest team and it's not so much because of their own doing. I mean, it is in, in a massive way for sure, but they have to have the right person who uh, helps them along the way and coaches them and, you know, helps them with their, with their, you know, I remember watching when they went to Sweden, I think a couple of years ago, you know, Don was like really looked into the effects of, of how to overcome uh, jet lag mm. because, it, you know, so she's, she's she, that's a loss for us soccer and a huge gain for the england team yeah. um so i also, I also yeah. didn't realize that she had worked for england previously yes. i haven't seen anyone really point that out but oh yeah. mm. but I, what do i know yeah what you know you know everything mm. you know a lot lucas and you are a very credible journalist. Oh, thank you. That's kind of you to say. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I mean it. Um, I mean, you travel the world. That's right, I do. And that, that gives me journalistic integrity. <laughs> and photograph stuff. Uh, yeah. No, I. it'll be interesting to see who her replacement is because, yeah, it's... It's a bummer U.S. soccer couldn't keep her. Vladko wanted to keep her, but, you know. No. I, I really think U.S. soccer is trying to destroy everything that the U.S. national team has done because they don't want to pay them equally. Yeah. Well, okay, so I went to the <laughs> USL final um, in oh. Louisville. I don't think I brought that up yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. But no. um, Carlos Quadrero was like on the field and I immediately thought I should walk up and just whisper equal pay. And then I was like, (laughs) I would probably lose my press credential. Mm, Maybe not worth it. And your Royals credential and Utah and U S soccer. I'll just be banned from ever even watching soccer and TV. Yeah. And we, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. And our soap soapbox would be banned. Yeah, probably. Not not something you want to make enemies <laughs> with. Hope he's not listening. No, we think you're kind of yeah, sorry, Carlos. Okay. Sir, sorry, like Carlos. Um, you do a great job. Maybe pay the women more. Just something to equally. consider. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. You know, you know, over your coffee in the morning. Hi, Carlos. Just think. How can you change the world today? Mm. Yep. Anyway, that's cool. all we got. Yeah, cool. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, how can you change the world today? <laughs>